Welcome to Compassionate Conversations, where we push the boundaries of comfort to empower you to become all that you dream of being. Hi, I'm Esther Kane. I'm a Canadian psychotherapist and the author of It's Not About the Food, A Woman's Guide to Making Peace with Food and Our Bodies. For over 25 years, I've been helping people to overcome problematic relationships to food and their body image. And to my great delight, my book has helped thousands of people to do just that. I decided to do this series where I interview other body image warriors who I respect and love their work, in order to help us form more of a community around talking about our disordered relationship with food and our bodies, in the hopes that we will find strength in each other's stories and share some really helpful tools and methods that you can use in order to heal your relationship with food and how you see your body. If you're thinking, I don't know if I have an eating disorder, so maybe these videos won't be meaningful to me, please give it a chance. When I tell people, for example, that I'm an eating disorder therapist, people automatically think eating disorders are just anorexia and bulimia. And while I treat those issues in my practice, the bulk of my clients tend to fall into the category of emotional eating. People who eat when they're mad, sad, glad, and fearful. There's all kinds of reasons that we turn to food. And they are usually um, the people that are yo-yo dieters, that do obsessive exercising. Maybe they are in middle age and their body's metabolism has changed and they've put on some extra weight and they just can't seem to get it off. All of these people fall into um, the category of um, some type of disordered eating pattern. So if that applies to you, please stay tuned. I'm going to be interviewing some fabulous people in this series who will definitely give you some great ideas and tips in order to make peace with food and your body. How do I stop overeating? This is the number one question I get from potential clients as an eating disorders therapist. One of the major causes of overeating is stress. One survey showed that 38% of American adults overeat due to stress. Of those, half say that they overeat at least once a week. A research study found that another reason we overeat is emotional. I like to say that we eat when we are sad, mad, or glad. And because we are constantly bombarded by seeing visuals of food all day long, Think TV ads, social media, at the grocery store, or those treats in the break room at work. I have spent over 25 years helping people end the overeating habit forever and have also mastered this myself. I want you to begin experiencing a peaceful relationship with food and to your body. I have some tried and true tips you can use to stop this unhealthy habit for good. Here are my top five tips to stop overeating. Tip number one, practice mindful eating. So my 10 strategies for mindful eating are, 
Eat only while sitting. Set a place for yourself at the table with a placemat, cutlery, napkin, and a glass for a beverage. Eat away from your work area, in a lunchroom, restaurant, or outside. Eat with chopsticks. It will automatically slow you down. Take a few deep breaths before you eat to calm and center yourself. Chew each bite at least 30 times before swallowing. Give thanks for your meal and appreciate that you have food to eat. If you are eating with others, avoid upsetting conversations over meals and instead practice eating quietly and mindfully with the other person. Turn off the phone at mealtimes so you won't be interrupted and turn the ringer off. Eat at the same time every day for each of your three meals and make sure it takes you a minimum of 20 minutes to eat a meal. Tip number two, eat only when hungry. Here is a tool I often use with clients who are trying to tune into their body's natural hunger cues. It's called the hunger satiety scale. Hunger has a wide range of intensities. Pay attention to your hunger and fullness cues. Imagine hunger as a scale from 1 to 10, where 1 is hunger to the point of lightheadedness, 5 is no hunger, and 10 is Thanksgiving fall, where you may even start to feel pain. Ideally, you want to stay in the middle of this range, between slightly hungry and comfortably full. If you allow yourself to get too hungry, everything starts to look good and it's easy to overeat. On the other hand, if you are always eating before you feel hungry, you are ignoring the natural signals that help you maintain a regular body weight. It is important to stop eating just before you feel full because it takes time for the brain to get the fullness message. Some days you will be more active and require more energy than others, so respond to hunger cues appropriately. Tip number three, eat in front of and with other people. Do you sneak eat? I liken this habit to cheating on one's partner with an unsavory character. Food becomes your secret lover and you regularly steal away to feel embraced in its seductive yet dangerous arms. You know it's bad for you and leading you down a dark path, but you find its pull impossible to resist. Your hidden eating habits become a dirty and shameful secret. Tip number four, deal with your feelings. Here are the emotions that we often stuff down with food. Emotion number one, anger. Many of us are socialized to be nice at all costs and are discouraged from expressing anger or resentment. Often we will eat instead of focusing on what is eating us. We stuff our anger down with food to cope, but unfortunately this doesn't get rid of our anger. It simply buries it, and if we don't deal with it, it will keep popping up until we do. Not only that, but we hurt our bodies by overeating, and then add the feelings of guilt and shame to the anger we started with. A way to get out of the angry eating trap is to delay stuffing our faces with food, even 10 minutes will do and instead to sit down, take a deep breath, and tune in to what we're really feeling and what we need to do in order to let go of our anger. For this, I recommend using the Emotional Eating Diary on a regular basis, which you can find in my book, It's Not About the Food. The second emotion we often stuff down with food 
is anxiety. Many of us eat in an attempt to lower anxiety. It's a coping mechanism, a way of self-medicating ourselves. In fact, research has shown that carbohydrate-rich foods like bread and cookies actually boost serotonin levels in the brain, a chemical that makes you feel calm. This explains why we often reach for carbohydrate-rich comfort foods when we're stressed. Unfortunately, this calming effect only lasts for a brief time, and when the serotonin levels fall soon after we've eaten, anxiety comes back at full force. Then we're left not only with the original anxiety, but also with the self-loathing and physical discomfort that comes from emotional eating. Tip number five, find something else to do with your hands. The majority of my clients tend to overeat in the evenings after dinner, once the working day is over and or the kids are in bed and they finally have some downtime. They find themselves in the middle of the kitchen almost trance-like, rummaging through the cupboard, fridge, freezer, looking for something to eat. A tried and tested alternative to shoving food into your mouth is to distract yourself with a healthier activity. Here are some that work really well for my clients. Crafting. That includes knitting, crocheting, sewing, needlepoint, etc. Playing an instrument. Going out for a walk. Watching TV with a hot mug of tea in their hands to sip on. Reading a book. Playing a board game. Writing in a journal or calling someone on the phone. If you need more help, please get a copy of my book, It's Not About the Food, A Woman's Guide to Making Peace with Food in Our Bodies. There's a link in the show notes where you can choose from the hard copy, ebook, or audiobook versions. Or you can call me at 778-265-6190 or email me at esther at esther K-A-N-E dot com to set up a free 15-minute phone consultation to explore doing counseling sessions.